Blog Talk Radio. This is Texas Frightmares 2018 in Dallas, Fort Worth. We are waiting for the Losers Club panel, and we're on with the Sexy Witches. Thank you. Well, you think we'd be on with the Sexy Witches, but my soundboard doesn't work. So here we are. Welcome to another edition of Archivist Bets on Sexy Witches. Get prepared for the theme song just to blow our asses out of the water. I am <laughs> the head huntress. And uh, technical difficulties aside, I think we're actually recording. So my, I'll go ahead and introduce my first sexy witch on the line in Seattle, Washington. LARPer extraordinaire. Online guru of filmdom extraordinaire. A published author, loves living dead, goes to Crypticon Seattle, and wants to be an independent filmmaker with an assist on many. Please welcome to our show, the sexy werewitch, Queenie Todd. Hello, you're on. Oh. Sexy witches. Woo! <laughs> All right. And that, and that sounded great. And um, that was better than my theme song, I think. So, haha. <laughs> It's not playing. I really hope this shit gets worked out right before the Billy Blair thing. I can't have that not working. Uh, <laughs> that would suck. <laughs> um, so let's hope that not all this doesn't like have issues later. Ah, okay. And on the other part of the world, closer to me, in Clifton Ford, Virginia, as I bring this person on, they are... Uh, they are my partner in crime. They are my sexy porn witch. And you can meet this person at, with me, at Scares That Cares this August. As we do the 35th anniversary of the video, British Video Nasty List panel for the, for the podcasting room there. That'll be very exciting. Uh, she also happens to be an extra in featured, uh, featured zombie in movies, including... Then nine from Out of Space remake, and I'm stalling, Queenie. Oh, I am stalling because <laughs> it's just spinning. We don't like oh, that. God. It's just spinning. So, if I could, I would yeah. love, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, the sexy porn witch, Erin Ray. She's totally muted. I might actually be able to hear her, but she won't be able to hear the show. So she probably has no idea what the fuck's happening right now. Um, and I might have to bow out for a second and go talk to her if I can, Queenie, um, if it'll okay. let me, which I'm terrified to hit any buttons at this point tonight. Uh, I was doing this fine. Guys. <laughs> Everything was working just hunky-dory, and then all of a sudden, they butt shit on me. Um, <laughs> so, oh my god and you know it was funny yeah, too because I was worried about the fucking mic issue <laughs> right that you was the problem yeah nope. like, but, now I have other no. problems <laughs> no everything else is breaking <laughs> like professional folks. <laughs> oh my god I really it's just, just the worst the worst <laughs> what you do <laughs> Maybe you want me to tell people maybe stories while you're gone. me to run the board by remote. Maybe that's the best thing I can do for him. I'm gonna go see if I can 
Can you, um, okay. let's go ahead and start, Queenie, let's start with your catch-up. It's been almost a month. Actually, it has been a month since the, the second edition has popped. Because I needed yeah. a break after my, my May, which was absolutely insane. Ah, she's going to try Jeez. again. Let's see if we can bring her okay. on. All right. And it's Everybody, just believe strongly. If you wish upon and, a star, it will make Erin Marie appear where you are. Yeah. Wish on a pawn of porn star, that is. Um, <laughs> That's right, on a porn witch. Yeah. Oh, my God. I like the music. Oh, back my God. Everything's oh, okay. And- Everything's all right. You know who that is? <laughs> that is my mother-in-law calling in my husband's phone. That's what's going on oh, right now. My mother-in-law oh, is calling me. Uh, it's just like, all right, it's not working. I'm not getting her in, which is so cleaning. I'm going to go see if I can get reinforcements from Tommy Clark if he's around and have him run the board by remote. Um, it it should okay. affect us. Uh, but can you go ahead and start with your, once again, your, uh, your shenanigans for the last month? I know you've got a lot on your show. And you had a lot in there. And, oh. and you also, um, yeah, you had a lot of things going on. Why don't you talk? Of ca- we got to catch up. Go ahead. I'll be listening. Okay, okay. So I did. I went to a recently. I got to go to Alliance Seattle, or not Seattle, uh, Oregon, Alliance, Oregon, and I play um, an oath sworn in the game. Her name is Tashinka. She's an old lady barbarian, basically. <laughs> she's a warrior. She, uh, you know, she she's had much life and now she's looking for that good warrior death so that's my character's whole goal i don't really have a very deep difficult goal it's just the simple act of i'm gonna be a badass when i die because <laughs> i am a fucking shield maiden <laughs> basically a valkyrie in game oh man i actually watched ragnarok recently so there's, there's that Like, I've been really sick, right? So I want, like, late fair right now for my viewing. And it was perfect. Mm-hmm. It's like, you could do anything, Queenie. You could be, like, hella goddess of death. <laughs> you know? Oh, I saw oh. her, and I was like, dream woman, come rescue me. <laughs> oh, my God. The whole movie is really weird, really fun. The script yes. is, is, is hysterical. Like, there's, Ooh, like, so jokes funny. in there for the broad people. There are jokes in there. Marvel geeks that are just hysterical. Yep. There is there yep. is so I much love the going Hulk on. Oh. I thought oh, that's so Hulk good. Looked great. Like the, the animation looked cool with the Hulk. Yep. Um I, I I really wish they had more time with the Cumberbatch Hiddleston Hemsworth trio. Granted that yes. is more sex in one room than most males <laughs> and females can handle. You know, no matter, and gender fluidity beyond measure, right? It's just gorgeous in that room. You can't handle that, right? Um, I'm some good stuff. I'm not going to lie. Valkyrie won my heart, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, I was yeah. just like, and everybody then, in this film is amazing. Uh, yeah. Even oh, yeah. Even Jeff Goldblum. Who's really, really weird. He's, He's loving it. so weird. But it's cool. He eats the scenery, man. He's just like, I am having fun with this role. 
<laughs> yeah, like, I mean, all of it is, is really, it was just so cool. And, and I, I like, I wish, I, I know it felt more like a standalone film. It didn't quite have the vibe that connected with the other ones and the tissue, you know what I'm saying? Like, the vibe, yeah. it's a very its own vibe. So I don't think they're going to be able to repeat that again in the Marvel Universe, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it very much was... Yeah, it was very much the, the product of the director. And I knew it was going to be good as soon as they said Takito Watiti was going to direct this movie. Oh, my God. I mean, has he not hit? Good. He has hit everything out of the park. How does he do that? Yeah. I don't know, but it's magic. <laughs> I believe in magic. I mean, really. <laughs> I, I mean, like, Eagle versus Shark was great, right? Fly yeah, the Concord yeah, yeah, yeah. is is awesome, yep. right? He's directed a few of those episodes. Um, that, that will, what We Do With The Shadow was my number one film that year. And Werewolves is coming out. Oh, my God. Uh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, and the TV show. I'm, I'm going to lose my shit. I'm going to laugh my ass off throughout the whole thing. It's going to be glorious. <laughs> I am losing my shit already. A TV show and a follow-up movie. I mean, holy shit. Um, you know, uh, you know. And then there was that Sam Neill Wilderness movie, the you know, Search for the Wolder People. I had that in my top five. You know, oh. I, you know, he's 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 so good. Like, it's it's, it's, good. it's incredible. How's the Arrow project looking? Uh, I'm sorry. How's the Aaron project working? Oh, well, I am hearing from Tommy Clark. I got a hold of him. And he says it's acting buggy. So guess what? It's not my computer. It's blog talk. Repeat after me. God damn it. Fucking blog talk. (laughs) I, I, you know, why are we going to lose this entire shed? He can't access the studio, he's saying. Damn. This is awful on so many levels. We might have to just give up this episode and try again later. Mm. Um, yep. But we can that we can do a makeup list of episode. And if there are listeners out there, um, you know, we will repeat this episode maybe next week. You know, I don't know when yet. I'll talk my sexy witches, but apparently it's not us because uh, often my 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 um. My my computer is is completely filled with crap and, and gunk and needs to be cleaned out. Anyways, ah, he got in. Let's see if he can fix this. Okay, so maybe we're not out of this yet. Okay, Aaron Marie, try again. He's singing her, and he's writing and he's writing. So what else besides Ragnarok? We both agreed it was a great film. What else? Hey, um. I haven't had a lot of time to watch too much shit, but I did. I do remember watching that. Um, uh, I've been mostly just making videos. I've been really busy with that, or you know, being sick. Ugh. But uh, I'm kind of boring these days. Like I just make videos. <laughs> oh, my friend's getting married. That's cool. <laughs> That's not married, <laughs> married friends are a good thing. I don't see him in there. Wow, this is amazing. I don't know, but uh, I'm congratulations to your friends. And uh, <laughs> when's your next video? Okay, so Aaron Marie 
finally just here. So that's good. Okay. So, well, the, the, the spinny thing. Remember it was spinning? It was just spinning. Mm-hmm. Now the spinny thing is gone. Mm-hmm. So that's good. I have no idea if anything else is going to work. We'll have to find out. Um, <clears throat> let's see. What time is it right now? It's 9, 12. 12 minutes, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to our Okay, so 
Queenie. Yes. So I might as well talk about some of my movies I saw. So that's just a good way of soundtrack. <laughs> what do you think? <laughs> I can't wait to hear this one tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> Four minutes of fucking modern English. <laughs> What's up now? Uh, I, I do want to stop you all. All right, I don't know what the fuck that, I, all of a sudden, every audio clip I push before air, by the way, I push those before air, happened. So, now we're back. So, Queenie, you're still on the line with me? It's a possessed yeah. soundboard. My ears hurt. Okay, Queenie's here, and Erin and Marie, during the fray, has joined us. Welcome, Sexy Porn Witch from Clifton Forge, Virginia. Well, she was there. <laughs> and, I'm here. <laughs> okay. Okay. So, Queenie and I just were mentioning we were talking about our our time that we actually saw Thor Ragnarok and both loved it. And I knew you saw it too. So, what did you like it as well? No, Thor Ragnarok is absolutely my favorite of all the Marvel universe. Oh wow! It was it was so good. It it's, it has a lot of levity to it, which is needed for you know what happens with Infinity War. But the stylization, the music, the color, the buddy comedy aspect, the just all of the dynamics of it are perfect. Perfect in every way. And of course, Hella, goddess of death, is technically who Thanos is supposed to be wanting to impress, but well, let's I, just I really, discard that part. It was fine. It was a good film. So I'm pretty happy. I, I saw two other films in the um, since we talked last, also, I wanted to mention briefly. One is I saw Incredibles 2 yesterday, yesterday which I was really excited to see. Uh, and um, was it? Incredible, Incredibles two. I saw Incredibles two. Oh, oh. and uh, yeah, I really well, not so much. My daughter, Evil. I still haven't seen and, Solo or Deadpool two. I'm like, well, I'm, I'm behind. I haven't seen Infi- I haven't seen Infinity Wars either, so I haven't seen either one of those movies. Uh, so that I got. Have you, so- have you seen Solo Story? No, no, I haven't. I, I, oh, we're gonna have to do that. Yeah, no, I, I haven't seen it before. It. Leave theaters. I've seen every Star Wars movie that I've been alive for in theaters. I gotta go. No, but Incredibles two. And while it, it, you can't even compare it to the first movie because the first movie is just like lightning in a bottle. Like that movie just works on so many different levels. But it was really nice in the sense it was kind of like revisiting old friends, like checking in on them, seeing how they're doing, and seeing them fight crime and how. And, you know, and it was nice that way. It was nice to see people, you know, it felt, it felt familiar in not a nostalgic way, but in like a, yeah, I want to see how, what this story continue. Um, some of the animation is pretty fucking cool. Um, there was this whole controversy about um, flashing lights and seizures. Yeah, there's a sequence 
in this movie that is all black and white and spirals flashing. And it is intense. But if you don't have those issues, it was so good. It was so cool. It was straight out of a horror movie. Uh, it was it was it was worth seeing. Uh, so Incredibles two is pretty good. Um, the other movie, uh, but the other movie I wish was better though. I also saw was I got to, I took I went to see A Wrinkle in Time, uh, which is one of my favorite books uh, as a kid. Uh, it was an early early you know you could call it the early YA property if you think about it. There's a trilogy and A Wrinkle in Time. It's an okay movie. I really don't think it's a very good adaptation of the book, actually. Um, but it's a really hard story to tell. It's very, very, very out there. Um, there's a lot of good stuff in the movie. Um, I, I wish they had explored more things. They left some things out. Of course, being a book fan, that's going to happen to me. But I think it was pretty. But that's as much as I can say it was. It was pretty. I, I, I disagreed with their villain. Their big boss villain was nothing like the villain it. it. The, the, the villain in Wrinkle Time, believe it or not, is called It, guys, which is kind of incredible. Because it was an It before It was It, if you know what I'm saying. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> but the interpretation of It in this version is something that I completely disagreed with. Um, I didn't think it was correct at all. And it's nothing like what the book envisioned. So I, I felt that was a little bit of a betrayal. The rest of it, though, like I said, there's a lot of good stuff in there. And if they made Wind in the Door, which is a sequel, which is my favorite book, you know, I'd probably still go see it. So uh, I assume neither one of you got to see it yet. No, I have not. It's all right. You know, uh, like, I, you should see it, Queenie. You know, there's a lot, of course, there's witches in it, sexy witches. They're straight. Uh, you know, because guy got three sexy witches. Uh, but you yeah, know, I always liked uh, the witches in this story, which I've always liked, were like the witch. Which, by the way, this is something that pissed me off with the movie. Not once did they use the word witch to describe the three witches. Oh. Not once. Not once. Why not? Yeah, they're witches they, in the book. Did they no reason they just did not call them witches and I thought that was such a come out because these witches are interesting because they've they've always they're witches but they're also science nerds at the same time because science and you know science and mysticism on that level aren't so far from each other uh so uh uh but they completely whitewashed that part of the story out thank you Disney for cutting out the word witch like you haven't had witches in your stories before um we yeah, can have positive really. ones, can we? Uh, no, they have to be evil. They have to be evil witches. But they were sexy. Sexy witches. Reese Witherspoon is definitely a sexy witch. So, you know, we'll give her that. So, <laughs> uh, so those were the three movies I saw. Um, anything else did we see? Erin Marie, did you see any movies in the past month that you should mention? It can, or TV, too, because I know you binge a lot of television. You should mention that, too. Well, Lydia and I have been rewatching Arrested Development because we haven't seen the new seasons. Um, there's really nothing else I don't think I've been watching. I mean, basically, I've polished off a couple of things. Like right now, the um, at midnight is the finale of the season finale of Handmaid's Tale. Oh yeah, cool. I've been catching up with Westworld, and so uh, Westworld has been an even season. Yeah. But the last two episodes have kicked ass, mm-hmm. so. Yeah, I'm, I'm two episodes behind. Fantastic. Oh, 
Oh my God, you're gonna you're gonna so love the episode about the uh, about the Ghost Nation. It is so beautiful, so poetic, and so sad. And even though it's an exposition episode, so it's kind of a one-off, they drop a couple things in there that are very important, and you have to pay attention. <laughs> so, um, and yeah, last I'm, episode I'm basic. is awesome. I'm basically having a hard time figuring out what's going on with Bernard or what timeline he's in, if it's present, past, or future, or what the fuck. Well, he's having the same problem. That's part of it. He can't tell. Yeah, exactly. But it's it's left the timeline in a complete jumble. I have no idea what's happening at the same time as everything else. Boy, if he doesn't get an Oscar nomination for his performance in this season, uh, there's a mistake giving there I would swear I mean he is so good and so torn and you just want you know he's a robot yet how much empathy do you feel for Bernard you feel for Bernard more than a lot of the characters in the the show most of the human characters in the show actually so I you know so what's well good we got that going down um so oh uh let's see Oh, big news on on our uh, media convention front. I got my badge for Comic-Con yesterday. I'm looking at it right now. So my San Diego Comic-Con badge is official. I am now flying out, and I have a plane ticket and a room and a badge. So San Diego, here I come in July. So we'll talk about that later. Um. I did want to talk about a couple of tour announcements that happened in the past month that you guys on Book Coast should keep an eye out for. Uh, First of all, Tenacious D, not only did they announce a new live tour and a new album, they announced a new movie coming out this fall. Oh, my God. (laughs) I'm just like, and they'll be in my neck of the woods on November 7th. So Tenacious D is is back, and they are Jack Black and and Kyle Gass, still one of my favorite comical bands of all time. I think they're I've seen them twice live. I went to actually is it twice live? Yeah, twice live, and I went to their um, movie opening night. Uh, I'm a huge fan of the movie, even if it wasn't great. The sound design on it is phenomenal. Uh, so if you want to go see Tenacious D, they'll be back on tour. Um, and Ghost announced a small four-week tour of the United States from November through December of, of the end of the year, which I don't know. Uh, Queenie, have you been listening to Ghost at all? Oh, yeah, I love them. Yeah, how about the new album, Prequel? Have you listened to it yet? I've heard, like, rats from it. That's about it. Oh, I, I have it. I can lend it to you if you want me to. Okay. I have a Dropbox. You can you can talk about that. Um, and uh, so I actually, they're going to be in my neck of the woods in December. So I'm actually nice. debating about going to see Ghost. Uh, I, I have been feelings about the new record, but it's really good sounding record. And they're, you know, it's a ghost record. So, and, you know, I'm probably going to go see them. My, my boys on the other show I work on sometimes, Necrocasticon, uh, they're big fans of ghosts. At least one of them is. He won't shut up about it, actually. <laughs> <laughs> well, it is a good win. Yeah. So, so Ghost is on tour. 
And also the Mystery Science Theater 3000 uh, live tour they announced again. And so they're starting a tour this fall, and they'll be in my neck of the woods in October. Uh, so um, they're showing, what are they showing? I forget. They're showing one of the sh- movies they're showing is Deathstalker, which is a classic episode. Uh, so they're doing two. Usually, it look on their website, and they have two different screenings uh, a, a, a night. Uh, when they came through last year, which was June, so a year ago, um, I, I bought tickets for both shows, and they're different shows, and they're fantastic. So Mystery Science Theater 3000 live tour, getting ready for the new season, which is all exciting. So those are my live show announced dates in my area, news-wise, I wanted to mention. Uh, is there any music or concerts anybody wants to see or knows about coming up? No, not really. I've been just doing the YouTube thing. <laughs> well, I gave you three now. Three to look forward to. And I don't know when they're going to be on the West Coast. <laughs> But today's D is always on the West Coast, though. You can catch them quite frequently. That's a good thing about you on the West Coast there. Seattle's not that far from L.A. in the scheme of things yep. <laughs> compared to where I live. So uh, I do have some news. Um, there was some big news. One uh, is media convention news. Adolfo Dorcha of Days of the Dead franchise has announced they have delayed Days of the Dead Louisville. So one of those shows is being put on hold. So we were kind of afraid of that. Um, they said they're going to have it sometime in the first quarter of 2019, but um, that's all I know right now. So I, I think we're starting to hit, we, I thought we were hitting peak conventions, but now I think we're on the backside of conventioning, um, which is sad. But there's still a lot going on out there, as you'll see this summer is going to be packed. Um, also, Patrick Stewart is in talks to reboot a Star Trek series. It's going to be oh. a brand new. Yeah, they announced that like like yesterday. Um, it, it's in development. Now, will it get me to finally break down and buy CBS Access? I'm not sure. <laughs> I'm not really a fan of streaming, paying to stream a free broadcast station. I think there's some issues there I have. Um, and, but, you know, but it is awesome to know that Jean-Luc Picard may be revived as a character and get a standalone show, which is basically what Star Trek Next Generation was anyway, <laughs> in my opinion. <laughs> but, uh, so what do you think of that, guys? Would you rewatch Patrick Stewart and Sean Luke Picard again? Yeah, sure. I mean, I would. I mean, it's fucking Sean Luke Picard. I actually think Patrick Stewart is one of the sexiest men. Like, like his brain is sexy. You know what I'm saying? He's such a brilliant oh, mind. Definitely. Oh yeah, <laughs> and, and listening to him read Shakespeare is beautiful. I saw. I got to watch him perform a cello once or something on some television show and it was just like whoa <laughs> you know <laughs> really really good uh so shout out to Patrick Stewart uh I do have even though we'll talk more about media conventions in the back half of this show I did want to give let me give you guys a video nasty update because I've been cramming video nasty movies and I watched three in the last month that I wanted to mention I, I'm okay. pretty sure, Anne-Marie, you've seen these, right? So More uh, than first I, saw, I saw Terror Eyes, a.k.a. Night School, uh, the other night. And uh, it's, it's 
slasher movie. It's not that good. Um, It's basically, there's a guy, the cat, well, I I said the word guy is kind of a vague word because it's not guy. Uh, But this person starts chopping off some person's heads and putting them in various liquids. And some people are like, oh, there's a a famous shot of, of a girl on a, one of those, old carousels in the, in the playgrounds, the really fast ones they don't have anymore that were awesome. And he spins her around and chops her head off as she's on there. And, and later on, they find various heads in like toilets and soup or whatever. I don't know why it's a video nasty. <laughs> there is nothing about this movie that calls out video nasty. I mean, there's no blood it's on It's probably the, all the decapitations. The decapitations, none of them are on screen. They're all implied, right? You find the heads later. <laughs> you know? Uh, so, I don't know. Did you see it, Aaron, when you, when you were counting your video nasties? I'm sure you did. No. That was one of, I think, six I couldn't find. I haven't seen all 72. I've seen, well, no, there was five I couldn't find. So, I've seen 67 of them. Okay, well, we'll work on that because I got a few here. Some of them might you might want to see. Well, I do um, have but, visiting hours. If you haven't watched that, so when I visit next month, oh, we can watch that. I have seen video, uh, visiting hours, but it has been years. But we watch it again. Oh so yeah, you got to watch so, it. All right, so here's quick trivia. What was the? Uh, it was a double feature release in the United States. What was the other film? I'll give you a other film double feature for what? For visiting hours, it had a double feature. Bad dreams. Mm-mm. It was not a video nasty. No, that's my guess, but only because it's on a DVD together. <laughs> ah, well, there, were, there was a double feature of that in England, but the one I'm thinking of, it actually in the United States was a double feature with Escape from New York by John Carpenter. Really? Yes. That's an odd combination. I know, but I have posters of it. It's very cool. I don't think it's a wrong combination. It's an interesting combination. Yeah, I know. They played as maybe. I think it would probably work together, but I... I'm sure it was the same distribution company. Matter of fact, I'm pretty sure that's why it was. But uh, Night School just dropped those shutters. So, Aaron Murray, if you want to feel your Yeah, I'm going to be watching that one for sure. Definitely. Um, There's a couple of other ones I haven't been able to find. Like, I think there's one called Night of the Apes or something. I don't know. It's fucked up. Night of the Bloody Apes. Yeah, that's it. Uh, that's a really weird one. It starts with a uh, surgic, open heart surgery and actual surgery. And then there's this weird thing about an ape. And then there's a B story about wrestlers. And they don't overlap, really. <laughs> it, is, it is a very, very weird movie. And it got the video nasty because of the open heart surgery in the opening. But nothing else about the movie is video nasty. It's all right. It's all right. Not great. I think when I go, when I sit down to watch my video nasties, I'm just gonna have to count down how many of them John Saxon appears in, and be like, yeah, it's a John, another fucking Saxon one. John Saxon is in two, I believe. I think I thought he was in more than that. I know for sure he's in one of the. Um, was it Cannibal Holocaust? He's in. He's in. Uh, yeah, he's in Not Cannibal Canada. Apocalypse, aka Doctor. Uh, Dr. Butcher MD, and he's also in Tenebre, Dario Argento's movie, on one of his two movies on the list. So, uh, and Tenebre is my favorite Argento movie, so 
Uh, I thought he was in a third one, though. Maybe you're right. I'll double-check. I know for sure he's in those two movies. Uh, I also saw, get this, Franco's Bloody Moon. Just Franco's Bloody Moon, the only slasher he ever did. Uh, For us, Franco is a Spanish gun for hire, uh, and he's a really talented guy. Uh, And uh, you know what's funny about this one, Queenie? Because you actually should watch this one, because this is classic slasher. And on on camera, decapitation, beautifully shot movie. Uh, The movie is It's really funny, because, like, the movie isn't that good, right? The script is, yeah, slasher level of script. You know, serviceable, right? But you've got this amazing director behind the helm just making everything looking fucking fabulous. <laughs> and the locations they're shooting in are beautiful. Uh, there's a very famous blood on boob scene where the slasher villain stabs her in the back of her boob and she flops on the bed. I've actually made a gif of her flopping on the bed and dying, which I've used in contests before. Uh, <laughs> and uh, that's where they get the video nasty uh a moniker is from that shot, but the on-screen decapitation of the saw, rotor, the lumberyard rotor saw, uh, crosscut saw is really fucking awesome. So uh, you know, you don't, you, you, it's really good. So I, I would recommend Bloody Moon. It was a, it was, it was one of the better films on the list for sure. And then I also saw Death Trap, which is AKA, oh, yeah. uh, which is Toby Hooper's movie. What was the yeah, the Eat Alive. Eat Alive. That's correct. I just saw that, and I and that movie is actually it's the Toby Hooper film. Uh, you know, I, I just want to say everyone that's like in the slasher or Toby Hooper or Video Nasty, you've got to watch it. Never Brand plays this like whacked out, murderous uh, Vietnam veteran that's completely spaced out. It's like Toby Hooper trying to uh, young Robert England being all creepy. Yeah. And he's well, and that's what's weird is that he's considered the hottest guy in town. And I'm like, if Robert England is your hottest guy in town, you are really, really <laughs> you've got some really fucked up people. Especially <laughs> <laughs> in West Virginia. <laughs> I'm serious, it's bad. Uh, but you know, it's Toby Hooper trying to make a Vietnam movie, uh, but he's too drunk and too much into violence and gore to actually do it right. Uh, <laughs> you know. Uh, that, that, there's a, a, a really bad crocodile. The crocodile is the main part of the story. Uh, less screen time it has, the better the crocodile gets. Uh, Neville Brown's pretty good. Marilyn Burns is now, I think, after watching this film, is the toughest screen queen I have ever seen in a movie. She is, Toby Hooper puts that girl through so much hell in his films. Oh, my God. Like, you know, she survives this movie, spoiler alert, but boy, does she get fucked up. Oh, my God. She did not <laughs> come out of this unscathed at all. Like, toe up, fucked up. I've also made a, a gif of her trapped to a bed and bouncing up and down. So <laughs> I can also post that for contest this one. So, so that's all the stuff that I have uh, got to report. Uh, does we, do we have any news or other other than the unpleasantness we're not going to talk about tonight. I might talk about it later, but not on this show. Um, is there any more creative or positive things news-wise we want to talk about tonight? <laughs> oh, I had something earlier, and of course I completely forgot it. It's like I write it down. I write stuff down. 
Then I lose my notes. Then I don't know how to talk about it anymore. Because <laughs> we still have four minutes before we have to go to the interview. Um, <clears throat> so, uh, let's see. Oh, if you do want to call in, though I can't guarantee that you could actually call us tonight because I don't know how the board's working. We do have a live call-in number if anybody's out there and got through the sound board with us, and it's at 646. Well, I'm sorry. Yeah, 646-716-9172. Once again, that is 646-716-9172. The sexy witches are looking forward to your call. So uh, do you think anybody would call tonight after what we went through? I don't know. Maybe a crazy person. There are people listening out there. That one, that one fan. That one fan. That one guy. How are you doing? Woohoo! <laughs> um, so, uh, <clears throat> so anyway, that's it. My summer. We're gonna do. Uh, uh, we're gonna go to a break in about five minutes here, and and bring on Billy Blair's interview I did at Texas Frightmares. It'll be about fourteen minutes, and after that, we're gonna come back. And then we're going to talk about the summer preview overview. Not a preview, an overview, because we're going to have preview shows for certain events coming up. But the summer list is going to be a list of the movies that we're most looking forward to seeing that are coming out this summer. And I'm going to have a list of horror conventions and appearances that um, I'm going to make an end uh, of some of my favorites happening across the country. And then each of you guys, if you have anything you want to contribute, like LARPs you're going to do or conventions in your area you know about that are going to be cool, whether you can go or not, or special events, that kind of stuff. But that's all coming right after the Billy Blair interview. I did a Texas Bright Bears in four minutes. So, Queenie, final yes. thoughts. What, what is Rock the on. Huh? Rock on. Rock on. All right. Well, rocking on is good. Uh, oh, <laughs> did you hear that the Caps won the Stanley Cup? No, I didn't. You didn't? Fuck yeah. We won. We won. We won the Stanley Cup. Woo, we were so I saw Alex's picture on Facebook about seven minutes afterwards. So all celebratory. They won the oh. sports dance. Oh my God! They—you don't have no idea. We have never won a Stanley Cup. This was so like needed. We couldn't let a freaking expansion team from Vegas beat us. What the fuck? That would have been wrong. That's true. Even though, even though beating Pittsburgh was was actually the goal, not actually winning the Stanley Cup. After that, everything else was gravy. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) Getting through Pittsburgh. So woo Cavs, woo Cavs. I did remember what I wanted to say though. Yay, oh. Okay, I don't know if you guys like follow other conventions or stuff like that, but there is a convention in Salt Lake City that announced somebody that I started crying the moment I saw they were doing conventions because if I got a chance to meet this man, it would probably make my whole life. But Dick Van Dyke started doing conventions, guys. Yeah, I saw oh, that he announced God. the convention. I didn't realize mm-hmm. it was Dick Salt Lake Van Dyke. City, though. Right. Holy shit. I'm so excited about that. Like I started crying and I was like, Whoa um, <laughs> Well, that's Pretty awesome. Weird. How old is he now? He's ninety two or ninety three. I mean he's My as old God. as Stan Lee is. Does he really need to do conventions? I mean, that's, that's well, he's still old. an ex- 
he's still an extremely spry person with uh, a lot of energy, and his wife is, I think, younger than I am. So. Yeah, that is true. So, um, well, but cool. Um, <clears throat> that's awesome, and and yeah, that's not quite close to us. At the same time, Salt Lake City isn't that far from where your your daughter's going to go to school. But if you know, he is doing that convention, what others will he sign up for? That's like, you know, once somebody does one, it's kind of easy to slide into another one. Well, it, it, I'm it's like, Billy Zane was announced for Monster Mania, and I can't tell you how excited I am for that, but that's the same weekend I'm supposed to take Madison to Colorado State University, so. Well, you know, we all have our issues, and, you know. Uh, matter of fact, you oh. want to hear one that happened to me today? They're talking yeah. about the premiere of the FP2. Guess what weekend it's going to premiere for us? What? August 2nd. Nice. No, it's not oh. good. It's not good at all. That scares a care. That's not good. I thought oh. the was like the 7th and 8th. No. Is it August 2nd? No. Oh, shit. Yeah, so <laughs> I might not... They haven't solidified the date for the, the, the cast and crew premiere of uh, of it. But, um, yeah, the, 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 the 2nd, 3rd, and 4th is Scares That Cares weekend, and that's the weekend they're choosing to show the premiere of the FP2 to the cast and crew. Uh, I'm, kind of de- I'm kind of devastated. I'm sorry. Actually. Yeah, it's okay. Um, I, 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 I'm debating about going. I know where, at least it's not confirmed, so I can't say yet, but I, I'm pretty sure I know where the main premiere is going to be for the movie, for the public, and it's within driving distance. So if it is, well, I will go good, to that. at least. Yeah, it's actually closer to you. Um, really? So, yeah, I'll tell you off there. Come on down. Um, yeah, we might. maybe we'll make a trek together to go do it. So um, that would be cool. Uh, <laughs> so, all right. So let's take a break, and I'm going to bring on the Billy Blair interview. Let me call Tommy because I can't run my board. Tommy, time for the interview. Maybe you can play it for me. For the interview. I love how I have to outsource my board tonight. And once he starts playing it, hopefully. We'll see if it actually happens. Maybe I can get it to work. Do you think I should try? Or should I just wait? We can just sing. Do, 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 That that was from no. um Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Do 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 that's one of their way to wait music. <laughs> so uh I don't know. All right, I'm going to try to hit um, play. Hello, this is uh, the head honchos at Texas Frightmare Weekend in Dallas. It is Cinco de Mayo, and I'm here with actor and musician extraordinaire Billy Blair. Uh, this is our second go-around because, of course, being a low-budget podcaster, we had a great interview that I lost already because uh, I didn't hit the proper record button. So we got to do this again, but we're going to do this in a f- fabulous fashion. And once again, we're going to start with the same question I let in with because I am in Annapolis, Baltimore right now. And uh, I'm a huge, of course, being there, Edgar Allan Poe is a big deal. And if you read your bio, hey, the first sentence on it says, I'm a descendant of yes, Edgar Allan Poe. And my husband has a similar story, like I was telling you before, that he's a, a direct descendant of Isaac Asimov. And it's actually affected right. the way he is 
and who he is as a person today. And I wanted to ask you, like, first, how you discovered you're a, a relative of Edgar Allan Poe, and does it affect your music, musical abilities and or, and or your movies and how you, how you are as a person? Well, I found out through my grandfather um, from, my, from my mom's side. My mom didn't meet her father later in life. So when we found out, <clears throat> excuse me, I have learned Um he goes, oh, hey, by the way, you guys are related to Edgar Allan Poe. So that was like, oh, wow. I knew about him at school. So, um, so it was like, ah, now i got to read his shit. Because <laughs> I don't know a whole lot about the guy then, like I do now. So now, does it affect me in life? In a good way, yes, because I get gifts from the, from the guy. You know, um... I got lunchbox, action figures, paintings, so I get gifts, and yeah, you know, it's just. Well, it says you. It it it, it, it you said earlier that it helps you with your dark. Understand why your darkness comes from. And that was another reason why. Yeah. Yeah. It, no wonder, because I got the dark side mentality, as, as far as like, in my music, writing, or getting into character and acting, it brings all that out of me. Well, that's fantastic. And uh, before we get into your movies, let's talk a little bit about your first passion and uh, mu- music. Yeah. And you started as a musician pretty much from the beginning. It said like 11 years old was the first time you picked yeah. up a mu- uh, an instrument of some yeah. kind. Uh, so you said earlier that music's your passion, but how is it? Music's your passion, but movies pay the bills. Yes. So um, how do, do, do they? Are they mutually exclusive? Do you consider them a symbiotic relationship? And uh, what would you ultimately choose if you only could choose one? Well, it's like I start off uh, music, have a passion for it. Then when I cross over to film, it was um, it was like okay, I got the feel, I, I got the, the feeling of that, that uh, and they actually take care of you financially, so it paid the bills. So it was like okay, but music. I have a passion for it. So it's like if I had one thing to choose from, if there was one thing, it would be film because they pay the bills. But since I'm passionate for music, it's just like you have to be passionate to continue to play music. So I do so. Yeah, you, you also, but yet your movies, unlike the couple that we'll talk about in a minute, yeah. most of your films have been on the relatively low-budget, non-union yeah. level, because you worked with Robert Rodriguez, which is, even though he's known it's union. for... It's union now, yeah. but back in the day he wasn't no, union. He was, you know, he kind of... Um, I love that documentary he did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I can't think of the name of it right now. Uh, for Rebel stuff. Without a Crew. Well, that's his book. That's oh. his book, uh, which is awesome, too. But anyway, so okay. you, you've worked... Uh, I forget the name of it. I'll, I'll edit that out later. <laughs> but uh, yeah, but anyway, um, one of the things is like Robert Rodriguez is known for being a very mellow uh, director on set, but he's also extremely fast. Yes. You know, he shoots like like almost like television level fast. Yes. And uh, and now that you're working with, you know, you said Robert Rodriguez with uh, Lita Bata Angel and Chris James Cameron. Cameron who obviously can dump all the money in the world and take all the time he needs to do a film. How is that different for you? Do you prefer it, or do you, or are they both 
two sides of the same coin. Well, it's bigger budget. Of course, you're going to take it in, meaning they got more time to shoot and take care of you more. Um, it's, they they kind of spoil you, which, you know, which I like with the bigger budgets. Um, but that's the one thing I noticed is, like, with the other movies with Robert, he shot real fast, let's say, more so like with a month, within a month. And this one took longer because I think <coughs> it was more time to it. Uh, it was a bigger, bigger budget scale. The, the setup was humongous. More time to shoot. I think that's why. Uh, can't, I know you can't talk about about the Alita Battle Angel because there's like a lot of secrecy yeah. on that set. Yeah. But can you give any hints about what kind of character you are going to be, or I mean, like protagonist, antagonist, something along those lines, something big? Definitely, antagonist is a good guy. Good guy. I'm the a protagonist. Yes, I know that's a big word to say when you have laryngitis. Kill me. So, um, and also you just finished shooting with um, with the Rob, Zombie Rob Zombie on Three from Hell, which yeah. is awesome, uh, especially since he also has a very similar career path. He started as a musician and now yeah. is, is going into directing and movies. Uh, so what was it like meeting someone that is very a kindred spirit in many ways to you on set like that? He was very, very humble. He had zero rock star mentality. Yeah. Greeted me, you know, it, it was just, when we were talking about a scene, we got so into it, where it was just, um, that's when I saw him as a real person, you know what I mean? So, it was really in, in, in awe at the same time to just see that, working with him and getting into the scene like like like, like kids would. Yeah. And so it was, uh, you know, yeah, it was, a, it was, it was like... A dream come true is like somebody pinch me, but, but don't, don't pinch me. Don't pinch you. I don't want to wake up. <laughs> That's awesome. That's pretty good. That makes sense. That makes total sense. <laughs> uh, so, uh, but you're not. Uh, you, you obviously aren't slowing down because as soon as you finish wrapping on those films, you also have your new film coming out, Cherokee yeah. Rose, which um, I I actually run a contest called the Halloween Horror Movie Marathon Madness. And last year I made I make people go around the country doing lots of things, and binging is one of those things. One of the things we do is, did last year was a Bigfoot binge. I chose a bunch of Bigfoot movies that they had to watch. Now, uh, unlike those movies, which most of them nowadays, Bigfoot movies are found footage, Willow Creek, yeah. and uh, exists with Eduardo Sanchez. Your movie is a little different. I've been told that it's more character-driven than other Bigfoot movies. Well, it definitely has a story involved in it, as opposed to... And we did our research. We saw all these other Bigfoot movies um, exist. What was that new one? Um, Primal... Primal Rage? Rage? Yeah. They all had good, um, how can I say, special effects. But the story, it was, it was really not a story, and it was just action. It's just showing off the Bigfoot. Ours has a story. So think about when you watch it, think Hangover meets Hatchet. Hangover meets Hatchet? So there must be a lot of alcohol involved. 
It's just the, the humor. The oh, story. the humor, the tone. Okay. The tone, <laughs> the tone of excellent, excellent. Um, let, well, let me cut this short because you obviously are burning out, and I'm sure you got more interviews. But one of the things the sexy witches always asks our people because this is a fan show where we enjoy fandom and just geeking out over our favorite people. Yeah. Right now. What are you watching, and what is your favorite thing to geek out? And if there's anybody here at Texas Frightmares that you've been geeking out about, I would love to know that. What am I watching these days? Yeah. Music, too, because you're a musician. Well, music. I listen to everything. I'm open to everything. Movies, i got to catch up on my movies. Like I said, I just watched Primal Rage. And it, was, it was really good. It was shot beautifully. Um, I'm, a, I'm a big... Comedic, the other guy, movies. So I watch Netflix shit with Adam Sandler. <laughs> I'm a big Adam Sandler fan. Um, as far as here, just being here in general, I'm geeked out. I like to see, you know, everybody get into, you know, like that guy over there, dressed up like a whatever the fuck he is. <laughs> There's an alien guy with a halo. We don't know what he's actually cosplaying, but he's fantastic. So I'm sure he would tell us if we asked. Yeah, but just being here, it's the, the, the spirit, the, what do you call it, the, the mode, the feeling. Well, there's you know, a big vibe here. Vibe. I mean, the, the, the guest encounters here are yeah. quite enjoyable. Great. Everyone's been very, very open, and yeah. I know that, like, First of all, thank you for doing this interview. It's a thank great you. opportunity. I, I I couldn't even believe it, and I want to thank Tamala also, yes. especially because she's the one that arranged this interview. Uh, voice. Yeah, well, that's okay. You know, I, I can talk for both of us. Like, you know, we're podcasters. We have the gift for gab. So, so um, yes. is there anything else you want to plug or talk about before we move on today? Because there's always something. Uh, do you have other things in the pipe coming up that we don't that you can talk about other than Alita: Battle Angel? Well, <laughs> right now, <clears throat> I just got those three movies coming out: Alita: Battle Angel. Watch that. It's in December coming out mm -hmm. this year. Three from Hell comes out, I believe, next year. And then my movie, I produce, I star in. Cherokee Creek. Cherokee Creek. Go watch it. You can watch the trailer on YouTube. Um, check our social media outlets. Instagram, Facebook, uh, Twitter, Cherokee Creek Movie. Um, we're looking for October release. October is always good because that's when my contest is, so I can do a shameless plug. So, uh, one last question because I have to ask this because uh, it's like he's like my favorite actor, like one of my of all time, yeah. and his backstory is just as amazing. Danny Trejo. Oh, yeah. What is it like to work with Danny Trejo? First of all, I met him a couple years ago, so I know he's a lot shorter than everyone knows. Yeah. He's like really short. He's like totally like I can look at him eye to eye, and I'm yeah. only five one. So, but. He looks so huge on screen, and you got to play, I believe, his brother. Is that right? In no. The no, you were a villain. On I don't I remember. Was, I haven't watched it in a while. No, I was with, um, I was, uh, what, what do you call it? Sidekick of uh, uh, Don Johnson. Oh, you were one of the sidekicks. That's uh, right. You yeah. were the uh, Don. Okay, so talk about working with Don Johnson, too, he if you great. want to. Great. I'm telling you. Um, Don Johnson, how can I say and Danny Trejo, they welcomed me in the movie. They knew my name, and 
it was like a team kind of team kind of feeling. So I don't know. It's great. Great working with them. I'm sure you'll work with them again if you had the opportunity. I'm sure. Is we there will. an actor that you haven't worked with yet that you would love to work with? Oh God. Sean Penn. <laughs> Al Pacino. Well, who wouldn't? Um I don't know. I think Keanu Reeves would be Keanu Reeves is highly yeah. underrated. Yeah. I want to say I've been a fangirl of her, his since Bill and Ted's. Yeah. But, but I also knew him from Dangerous Liaisons. He's been there forever. What I would like to do is uh, with it John Wick. John you know Wick, yeah, you know they're doing a third that. one right now. You could die. I would die I would on love camera. To be in that. Ah, okay. Well, did you hear that, Billy Blair? We need to make sure Mr. Blair here gets on the next John Wick movie. If you could hook it up. I would. Oh well. If, uh, if us podcasters could do that, we would be a lot more wealthy than we are now. No but shit, that's right? okay. You would be in movies. Uh, well, I am in my own way. Like I said, I actually worked with a mutual actor. You didn't get to meet him on set. We talked about the on, on Three from Hell. Oh, Sean, yeah. Sean Whalen, which no. is I got to be an actor on a film this fall that's with him. Awesome. So And he's also in Three from Hell. So uh, I, I can't wait to see Three from Hell. So I'm really looking forward to it. Um, oh. And thank you for this interview. Thank um, you. I really appreciate it, and you have a great rest of your con, and get that voice back. Get it back, please. Get it back. Thank you. Thank you. So I want to once again thank Pamela, his publicist, and Billy Pond for helping me arrange this interview. It was actually really a funny story, Sexy Witches. Um, I hadn't even gotten, I just got to the festival. It hadn't even opened yet. It was like 245 uh, I couldn't even go to Will Call yet. So I, I just went down to look, and there was Billy Pond, you know, the director of Circus of the Daddies, been on the show a couple of times. He was on the previous show for Texas Frighteners. And I go down there, and there he is, and I go to say hi, but he's talking to someone, and you know how it is. You don't want to interrupt anybody. They're already having a conversation at a convention because it could be friendship, it could be schmoozing. You don't want to interrupt it. Uh, but then he brings me in and he introduces me to Tamala and by the end of like five minute conversation I had an interview booked for Billy Blair the next day. <laughs> Welcome to Texas right now. Uh It was the most professional show I've ever been to when it comes to actually making connections and meeting people and I met some really important people at Texas Frightmares. So once again thank you Texas Frightmares for the opportunity. Thank you, Tamala. This audio of this interview is coming soon. And thanks, Billy Blair. So I do apologize. I realized I initially said Cherokee Rose. It's Cherokee Creek. It's his movie, his Bigfoot movie. So go watch, and that'll be coming out soon. So <clears throat> did you guys listen to the interview, or were you out doing your meeting thing? Right. No, I stayed and listened the whole time. Isn't it cool? Yeah. I mean, he's, he's a descendant of Edgar Allan Poe and a musician. I mean, who yeah. knew all this great stuff? So uh, definitely sexy witch material. So once again, thank you, Billy Barrett. Uh, so it is now the second hour, 10 o'clock. And uh, we, this is a summit overview. And I do have some summit overview things to go over. Uh, but I think if, if one of you guys wanted to start first, like if Queenie, if you want to talk about your summer list of what things that you're going to do, see, or want to do, I would say go ahead and start. Because my list, as you know, is going to be long. So, <laughs> <laughs> sure. Um, I don't have much that I'm gonna do this summer. Um, I'm kind of broke, so I can't see as many shows as I'd like. But whatever. Um, I, and I'm saving up for Halloween, of course. You guys know that, right? 
<laughs> like, well, I heard the rumblings that Halloween stuff has appeared in like at home. <laughs> so if yeah, you want to um, go and get spooky, some Halloween stuff, spooky be, spooky be game, which I have to get Sarah Jair yeah. on this show because she is the original sexy witch. She was doing she this stuff well before all of us. Uh, she inspired her. We're friends on my on my blog back in the old days when I was writing that. Yeah, I know. FairyYours.com is legendary. I mean, uh, I, I was so sad the day that she shuttered that website. Uh, it basically started horror fandom as we know it. And a lot of people don't even realize it. Because you so, know like, the moment I have money. Like, the moment I have money to spare, <laughs> I am going to go to the nearest place that has own thing. And I'm going to be buying them. Like a crack uh, addict. <laughs> I believe that like my a crack addict. Aaron Kogan did the same thing. They had one of those big Halloween surplus sales in a warehouse near him. Mm. They do it like once a year, and he just dropped like a bunch of money. So yeah, uh, I, I love it. It's like it's a harmless addiction. It only happens once a year. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah but go for us, once, once a year is all year. I mean, you know, we talk, right. we talk more, at this point, we're talking horror year round, and I'm watching video nasties year round. I mean, that's all year round. Yeah. Halloween isn't all year round. You know what I mean? No, it's not. That's it, it, but the mindset is, right? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. The mindset's every day. All day. Every yeah. day. I'm so, always thinking about horror and Halloween. <laughs> So what are the some things, because uh, you're not going to be able to afford to do that, you would do if you could afford it, because then um, people could take, maybe they could take you if they wanted to be nice. Um, okay. Well, I'd like to go to the H.P. Lovecraft Film Festival in Portland again. That'd be nice. I love, I'd love oh, to go with Zaz cool. again. Yeah, that's yeah. always a good time. It is a good time. Me and would go, and we just have a blast. <laughs> She dressed to the nines, looking like a cultist, you know. <laughs> good time, good time. Uh, she's my friend who teaches me to be fabulous. <laughs> she's that kind of friend. I, I do want to send you on a mission this summer. I want to send you on a mission this summer. And this one, it won't cost you much. Just, just, just transportation, okay. and I'll try to arrange it ahead of time. But I want you to go meet the owner of Scarecrow Video. Where is that? That's in Seattle. This is one. Oh, it's Seattle. Oh, yeah. fuck. Okay. Scarecrow Video is uh, is one of the best and last real video stores on the planet. Um, they have a coffee shop in their store. Yeah. Um, they have the most amazing. It must have made I'm Canadian, oh. right? So I don't know these things all the time. Yeah, I, I remind, I've told you about Scarecrow Video before, but you, you, we okay. absolutely have to bring that shit into the Sexy Witches, because it's fucking Scarecrow Video. It's a really important place. Would you do a vlog there? They Did do vlog there. <laughs> they probably would let okay. you vlog there. I mean, we, we, I would we, ask. We, okay. um, I, I also be a dork in your store. Can I do that? <laughs> Well, but and speaking of your online dork in the store, that's actually, since you can't go out, I know that's actually some of the stuff you're going to be doing. So I'm assuming you have some plans on that. Oh, what, like for Halloween stuff? Well, not just Halloween stuff. Your 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 vlog and your views. Oh, my and, vlog. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I, I can tell you, like, what stuff. I'm doing in the next couple of days, if, that, if that's cool. That's totally cool. It's fucking yes. So, 
I'm actually got like I got a, a stream on Friday on my friend's channel where we're doing the Freaky Girl Live and one of the videos that we're watching and I picked Ginger Snaps because of course I nice. did. So we're gonna talk about Ginger Snaps and then uh, I forget what the other video is, but uh, it, we'll announce it later. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's coming up Saturday. I have my friend's wedding. So I got to do all the wedding stuff, you know, typical wedding thing. My husband's in the actual wedding party, even though he's like probably the worst person to be in there. <laughs> right. He doesn't like shit like that. You know, I love you. <laughs> so I have to watch him be <laughs> all awkward turtle. <laughs> I'm going to take joy in it, of course, because I'm an asshole. <laughs> That's that's being a wife, right? <laughs> Nobody put me in a wedding party, thank God. Yes. <laughs> I got out of that one. <laughs> All I had to do was make art. <laughs> she handed me this project and I was like, sure. You got it. <laughs> Anything to not be in the wedding party. <laughs> I'm that kind of friend. I don't want to be in the wedding party. Not because I don't like you or anything about that. I just it's too much stress. Too stressful. <laughs> You know, standing for like three hours as they take pictures of you. You know, it's like, this is not fun. <laughs> I don't like this. I'm happy you're married. Can I just not do this stupid shit? Like, please. <laughs> yeah, you know, you sit through the ceremony. You gotta be awkward. And then they give you usually a decent the food's meal. food's the best part. Yeah, the food's the best part. I- I'm all about the food. I'm excited for that. I mean, it's <laughs> Special event with my friend, the movie Void. We're watching um, Hellraiser two because we're doing a series where we're going to watch all the Hellraiser movies. We do one once a month, and, and we might pick up as time goes on in the movie. <laughs> you know, we might want to get her after. We'll see. <laughs> I, I yeah, was we know that sh- we're going to go. <laughs> I, I was absolutely in shock when I did the the trivia at Texas Frightmares to learn that there are ten. Hellraiser sequel. Right. I didn't know. Ten. Right. Ten. They just leave it. Where did they? I I walked it somewhere at four. I think. I think there's one with him in space. Kinky, but like. Oh my god. This is insane. <laughs> I know. So I, we're gonna basically torture ourselves watching the movie. I <laughs> gonna add the Scarlet Gospels to this. Um no, because that's in writing. And this is like a movie series thing. Okay. So Just curious, I will then... talk about this. I will talk about the Scarlet Gospels at some point because I want to do like a little like, I guess like a retrospective or thing, you know, like hey, I like the Hellraiser series and this is why, and this is why I hate it. Oh, I would <laughs> love to talk Scarlet Gospels with you. <laughs> I, I, I yeah, find the book to be hell, hell of fan service more than an actual Clive Barker story. Uh, but that, we, that, that, that would be a completely different podcast because I have so much yeah. to tell you. I have this like weird crossover thing in my mind with never ending story that's totally bizarre. And you know, really anyway. weird. huh? I, I need to know more now. That is really fucking weird. <laughs> okay, yeah, we need to do this. I, I, at <laughs> some point, maybe we should 
live stream it or something, you know, on your show. Because, yeah, I would yeah, love dude, to talk come to my show. I, I've never actually really gotten to talk to anybody about Scarlet Gospels. I was, like, the only person that read it in my circle. Because, like, I always advertise the podcast on my show, like, in the description box. That's where I keep all my links. I always uh-huh. link to the sex yeah, I talk about it too on my show. Like sometimes I'll be like, "Hey, we did this thing. This was the show." <laughs> Scarlet Gospel. Okay, well, cool. So you're doing yeah, this yeah. awesome Hellraiser retrospective, which is badass. oh yeah, and it's kind of fun, even though I know it's gonna get really bad, you know, because it takes back. <laughs> you know? I like to how, like watch the first How far do you get before you fun. start checking out? Like what what like how far into the series do you? I mean, you just it's like been say so that. Long. You're gonna find yeah, out. Yeah, it's <laughs> gonna find out where my limit is now. Change over time, right? So I'm going to see where my limit is now. <laughs> it's changed. It's not the same as it once was. <laughs> I, I, but I never really check out. <laughs> During the madness, we uh, I chose Hellraiser to pair with Devil's Candy and The Void, which all came out last I year. I don't care it was a great pairing, but it, it almost made Hellraiser look quaint compared. It did, like, right? <laughs> I was shocked. It was like, this is hysterical. <laughs> That's I mean, part I, of what I love about Hellraiser, too, how funny it, it is, you know? like It was also uh, the first viewing party we had where gifts could be easily put on a thread. Yes. And, and that to watch so all the kinkiness, like when the sex was happening, all the little kinky people like winking <laughs> and, and going. Yeah, I was part of that. <laughs> <laughs> I was part of that. I kept like it, once the fire would fan out, I'd just bring it back. <laughs> I'm like, oh no, look at this, guys. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it it, 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 it it's, it's such so, a yeah. weird movie. Cool. Uh, it is. It actually holds up, and the makeup effects, boy, do they still hold mm-hmm. up. They look. So good. Uh, and this is you know, like the first time I get to talk about it, you know? Like, I, I haven't talked about it on my channel yet, about how much I love Hellraiser. Yeah. I'm a so, big fan mm-hmm. of the first three movies. I think the first three movies are really well done. And I will say the third movie yeah. is good. A lot of people don't agree, but the, the sequence where they take out the club and kill all those people, isn't that the kind of sequence you wish you were in? Like, like that is yeah. the best kind of movie featured extra I like the blood possibly through the door that moment is actually creepy if you pretend oh. that the rest of the movie didn't happen <laughs> yeah no. i know i like and, to do games like that when i play hellraiser you know it helps and, me get and through we'll, the movie and also <laughs> we'll forgive him the horrible deep the cd guy the dj that gets turned into the cd cenobite we'll kind of forget that didn't happen either uh but this other oh, stuff man. is really cool i mean there's moments it, yeah yeah, you know, it's still got some good makeup, and that's always nice. So, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, things get worse that, from here. Yeah, you know, I still have to see all the Zombie movies, so, you know. Like, Erin yeah, Marie like is going to at some point make me sit down with her and watch all fucking Zombie movies, and I know that's going to happen someday, but I'm trying to avoid it. Right, Erin Marie? <laughs> she's there? I don't know if she's there or not, but... Yeah. <laughs> I don't think she's there. I see oh, her no. there. I don't hear her. She's probably on mute and doesn't Maybe know. She's on mute. That's yeah, I'm on mute. I was washing my hands. <laughs> yeah. Oh, she's washing her hands. Oh, okay, good. Yeah. She's a clean, sexy witch. Get right. But I was All right, just what saying are we that. Watching? 
I would say that you know she she's about to binge all the Hellraiser movies for her for her show. And I was just saying that I still haven't seen it all the Saw movies yet. And at some point, you're going to force me to sit down and watch them all with you. And I'm going to hide, try to hide, and it won't work because you'll find me. So. I still didn't hear what you said we're watching. Saw. It's like you've been muffled. I can can barely make out the words you say, Liz. Like you've been muffled the whole evening, unfortunately. I don't know Uh, if it's just me or what. That's it's you because we are on. So. Quinny and I are on the new direct connect. Uh, we're talking directly into the computers. So we sound, I sound echoey to her, but I sound, we sound better. We don't even have a delay anymore. So that's why you probably sound weird to us or to you. You sound great to us. I think it's great. Yeah. So. It's just, it's like listening to Charlie Brown's teacher. That's why I didn't catch what she said twice when she said, what are we watching? But actually, no, I'm saying that you're going to force me to binge watch Saw at some point, and I've been trying yeah. to avoid it for a long time. Saw! Got yeah. you! Yeah. Yes, <laughs> because you have to watch them back to back and make a complete story. I did a Saw connection. <laughs> What'd you do? It's essential. I did. I, I dressed up as Billy, and I did a saw oh. tag recently with my husband on my oh, show. Yeah. Well, your Billy is awesome. You're one of the better Billys. Thank I've you. Seen. And I'm seeing some Thank pretty you. darn good Billys. So yeah, I, you're Billy. Yeah, so I love your Billy. Uh, so uh, I have is I have is there Aaron Marie? Before I go into my summer list of things that are movies that are happening, is there any television? that is binge-worthy or TV series coming out this summer that you know of that you want other people to know about? I can tell you some binge-worthy ones um, for, you know, what's already out there, like Altered Carbon. If you haven't seen Altered Carbon yet, freaking watch it. My God, that was such an amazing sci-fi. Heck, I can't think at all. I know there's a lot of things I want to get into, but there's nothing new, and it's summer. Um, I haven't even heard of anything really exciting for fall TV. Yet, so. Have you guys seen Hereditary? Because I haven't yet, and I really want to. No, I want no, to. No, I so need to see Hereditary. But the problem is, is that, you know, it's an R-rated film, and I usually have Lily with me. That's why I get movies in, like, Incredible. Uh-huh. I did watch Quiet Place, though. Oh, did see that. Yes, and that was fucking great. Wasn't I mean, I watched it. I watched it as a torrent, so I couldn't tell what they were saying to each other when they were signing because it was in Korean. <laughs> but you don't even need it because it, it's it's very explanatory. It, it's it's a pretty the darn action, tight the acting, everything about it. It's it's excellent. Isn't it emotional as fuck? Yes. Like. Don't you feel like your your emotions are on your sleeve the entire time in quiet? I'm sitting there screaming at her. I'm like, you shouldn't be bleeding. Not until after you have the baby. Why are you bleeding? What's wrong? Oh, <laughs> that was good. So, cool. I'm glad you saw that. So, that's good reporting. Yay. Good movie. So, <clears throat> Uh, speaking of movies, because it is the summer, and once again, summer, it started kind of oddly. Infinity Wars was big as ever, and then Solo went <clears throat> sort of 
84 million is still not, in my opinion, but it still didn't do as well. But then Deadpool 2 over exceeded its expectations. Heredity over exceeded its expectations in the box office, Ooh. even though it got a D plus cinema score, right? Uh, which is crazy. A24 has been no- knocking it out of the park with these horror films dis- that they've been distributing. And fuck uh, the, the cinema score. They've twice been wrong on two of their properties. Remember, they gave an F to Mother as well, right? Yeah. And Mother ended up making more money than they thought it was going to. So, you know, and, and so did It Comes at Night, which is another one of their properties that, would, like, people are like, this movie sucks and did better than expected. So, us horror geeks are going to see these films. I just want to point that out. Yep. So, yep. Even though none of us have seen Heredity yet, but I'm sure we'll all fix that at some point. Uh, so, I will see uh, it So, this I summer is... Well, I do. Oh my God, Tony Collette is like a a, a national treasure. You know that, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. She's yes. Yeah, national treasure. She's good in everything she's ever done. You can put her in anything from a horror movie to a Broadway musical, and she can pull it off. It's, it's she's incredible. Right. So yep. I love her to death. Um. So I mm. uh, so yes, that is like number one on my list right now because I've already seen Incredibles two. Uh, which did amazing in the box office. Biggest animated opening ever uh, uh, is Heredity's up top. But there's some other films, Cranny and Aaron, that we should keep on our radar. Even if we don't get them in the summer, we should definitely put them on our list. First one, believe it or not, I'm going to open with a YA property. (gasps) YA, oh my God, the horror or the fake noirish horror. Oh my God. Ah. But this one is actually kind of cool. It's Under the Silver Lake. It's a, a YA noirish murder mystery about a guy that likes his next door neighbor's girlfriend in a pool, starts like that, and then she disappears. She goes to look for her. Stars Andrew Garfield. But what's interesting about this movie isn't Andrew Garfield, is that it's directed by David Robert Mitchell. Do either one of you guys remember that name? He was huge a year ago at this time. Actually, two years ago at this time. He had a surprise hit, horror hit with It Follows. This is his follow-up movie. Ooh. Yeah, so Under the Silver Lake. Um, so uh, David Robert Mitchell's follow-up to It Follows. We know he likes, he can pull off the teen horror. Let's see, he's going full-on YA property. So let's see how that works. I'm curious about it. So keep that, <laughs> up, keep that on our Yeah, this, it, I've never read any of the books. I have no idea what it's about. Uh, I know that Brian Keane was writing a TV show for it. Um, he said that at the uh, telethon, and then, of course, things come to grinding halt because he caught, was caught on fire in a brush fire a few weeks back. But uh, that's another story. We've been talking about that on other shows. Go with help in Madison. He said. Um, so, but getting back to horror, we got a couple of good horror films coming up. Oh, Upgrade uh, is out in theaters, Ooh. and that's actually over-perform- uh, overperforming and getting good reviews. So, uh, you know, look for Upgrade, uh, Blumhouse. They had a lot of good things to say about it, Texas Frightmare, and everyone I know that went to see it loved it. So look for Upgrade. Um, and on July 4th, the big horror film, this is what I love. Usually, usually it's fucking Transformers or some shit like that, right? And there is a Transformers movie coming out. I think it's this Christmas, Bumblebee or something like that. But 
guess what? What is the best franchise in horror in the last five years? And what movie comes out on July 4th, guys? You got to know that. Halloween. Huh? Halloween. No, July 4th. Not Halloween. That's later. Sorry. Okay. New one. New property. New property. I've seen so much Halloween shit. I've just. (laughs) You guys want to do Halloween right now? Erin Marie, we saw this. We saw the last one together when you came to visit. We saw the last one together. Purge, motherfuckers. The first Purge comes out. Oh, new Purge movie. New Purge movie. I'm excited for the new Purge movie. I like the Purge. The Purge is one of the few horror franchises that I actually really enjoy. Partly because I think Frank Grillo is just awesome. But the design of the art design and the costuming, especially in the election day, loved the yeah. costuming in that movie. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. Uh, so first Purge, unfortunately, is starting to come way too close to home, which is another issue entirely. This movie might actually scare me more than it would have a month ago, if you, and we won't go into mm-hmm. why. Queenie, you understand why exactly. Uh, yeah. <laughs> actually, of any of us, we'll talk about this off air, because I do want to talk to you about it, what I know, but um, we'll talk about it later, because you do need to know some okay. things. Um, <laughs> so, but that's another thing. Uh, let's get back okay. to some happier stuff. Um, if you don't want to see it follows the first purge or anything like that. Want to go for something slow or something more indie, something cool. Gus Van Zandt has come out with his first film in years. Uh, don't worry, he won't get far on foot is the name of the movie. Can you remember that? Don't worry, he won't get far on foot. I, you know, it's a long name. Uh, it stars Jonah Hill and Walking Felix, and it's based on a true story about a party boy that ends up as a paraplegic. And it's not actually very sentimental at all. It's Gus Van Zandt. It's going to be pretty on the nose and, 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 and uh, weird, but, but also very truthful. And I've always loved Gus Van Zandt movies. Even his weird ones like Jerry and Elephant. Right? He always tries something new, and he always pushes the boundaries. And I'll give him credit for that, even if it doesn't always work. Uh, do you ever watch Gus Van Zandt movies, Kitty? Uh no. You should. I don't think so. You, you really would like his stuff. Uh, okay. His earlier stuff, Drugstore Cowboy, is great. You will love that movie. It's got a rare appearance with William Burroughs in it. Uh, you also have uh, My Own Private Idaho, which is Keanu Reeves' breakout role, believe it or not. He actually did that after Bill and Ted, and he did this amazing indie film where he speaks iambic pentameter to one of the characters. Uh, it's really cool. Uh, my own private Idaho. Uh, he did this movie called Elephant, which is about the Columbine uh, 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 assault. Uh, but uh, it's more interesting because it's not really about that. It's actually like a very verite day in the life of these kids just living their day in the school and it's suddenly interrupted. Uh, it, it's, he, he pushes boundaries and he's really good. He did this movie called Last Days which is a fictionalized version of the last few hours of Kurt Cobain's life. Uh, <laughs> and it makes a few provocative statements about Kurt Cobain that's kind of eye-opening. Uh, it, he's really good. Gus Van Zandt. And you live in Seattle. He's from that area. So I gotta, when you go to Scarecrow Video, I'm going to have a list of movies that you're going to have to try to rent. And I'll even give you money for it. <laughs> so... Uh, <laughs> But anyway, 
go see his new film. Don't worry, he won't get out too far. There's also another, when we're talking about coming-of-age movies, um, there's an, also another indie film that people are looking at called Eighth Grade, which I don't know if you remember how terrible Eighth Grade is, but Eighth Grade is terrifying and awful. I hated Eighth Grade with passion. I still hate Eighth Grade. I hate watching people go through Eighth Grade. Oh, <laughs> kids are terrible in Eighth Grade. Uh, eighth Grade is one of those things where you're caught between conformity and trying to be yourself, and nobody, and you're not doing it right for anybody. And it's really hard for kids that are having issues with gender identity because they're just starting to learn that stuff. Uh, and eighth, this is what this movie is about. It's about all of it. So I, it's been getting a lot of buzz on the festival circuit. So keep an eye out for this movie called Eighth Grade, seen through the eyes of, of, of the kids that are going through it. So holy shit. Good movies. We like good movies. So. Um, getting back to uh, fun, uh, there's also going to be a couple of, I don't know, do you remember Fruitvale Station a couple years ago? The movie about the kid that was killed in Oakland? Oh, yeah. Really good fucking movie. Uh, uh, it kind of launched Jordan B, uh, Jordan, you know, it launched the lead actor, um, Jordan B, what's his Davis? Is that his name? Uh, I'm blanking his name right now, but he was in Black Panther. He played the villain in that movie. Mm. Uh, you know, he he's he's it, it Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. Thank you, thank you, Aaron. I appreciate that. <laughs> so, see, that's why she's my partner in crime there. Uh, but yeah, Michael B. Jordan is really really. I'll fill in the blank. And, uh, you know, and it kind of started this whole filming industry in Oakland, California. I grew up there, so I always knew this talent was there, but now it's nice to see that people are tapping into it. And there's a, one of the big films after Fruitvale Station is about to drop. It's called Blind Spotting, and it featured the debut of David Diggs, who plays Lafayette on Broadway's Hamilton. So look for that movie. It's like a heist movie. It looks actually pretty cool. Uh, my last three things on my list are, are, are August. On August 10th, there's two movies I want to see. One is just because what the fuck, let's go see it. Called The Meg. We've been sitting on this movie yes. at Horror Geek for years. Oh my God, The yes. Meg finally comes out. <laughs> Ginormous I, I read the I read the book entitled Meg when it came out in the 90s. I freaking love, like, Megalodons. Sharks are the only movies anymore that can really make me feel intense because I'm terrified of sharks. They're fascinating as shit. So I'm and, really looking for the Meg. And I, even if it's not good, it's glad it's finally coming out. Now, here's the funny thing. We're at, we went to go see Incredibles 2, my daughter and I, and, and there's a big standee of the Meg. In the in the like huge one in in the lobby, right? My daughter's eating gummy bears and she goes up and she starts feeding the Meg gummy bears. It was like the funniest thing. She's like, "It's a megalodon here. That's a gummy." <laughs> it was awesome. So you know, even my daughter wants to see the Meg. So we're all looking for that. And then on the same day, in a way different type of movie though, it's called Black. Klansman with KKK in the center. It is directed by Spike Lee and produced by Jordan Peele, who of course directed and produced Get Out last year. Um, this is the movie of the year. This is going to be one of the best films of the year, and, it, and I've been following this film for a while. It's actually the true story of two journalists, one black, one white, who infiltrate the KKK and write about it. Really happened. 
amazing story, and the buzz from this film is is huge. So look for Black Klansman. The trailer is phenomenal. Highly recommend both of you seeing it. It's so good. And then last but not least, on my birthday, on my birthday, they're releasing, it's a, it's a screening, Rip Tracks is having a new episode, and their movie they're playing is one of my favorites, Crawl. They're playing Crawl. The really? On my birthday on August 23rd. I, that's like the best birthday present. <laughs> I almost always go to see a movie on my birthday. So to know that they're playing crawl and ripping it is just so sublime to me. Dane Porter's score and the flying horses with their fire coming out of their feet. The stop nation spider. It's awesome. It's, and Liam Neeson. Oh my God, Liam Neeson's in that movie. <laughs> you know, it's just, it's, it's stupid and awesome and 80s and stupid and awesome and 80s <laughs> but so that's that's my <laughs> list of movies for the summer is any of those films catch your ear or are there other films that I didn't mention that you want to drop, talk about that are coming out this summer I mean we'll talk about Halloween when we get closer believe me the Halloween movies this year's Halloween movies are are serious shit but that deserves its mm-hmm. own show <laughs> they are very serious yep yeah Well, so I think I made a kick-ass list then. So, <laughs> and, uh, so we'll just jump real quick to conventions, and I actually have a small list of conventions, um, and, some of the, and some of them will be fast. Now, I want to point out that a lot of these conventions have Elvira, a.k.a. Sandra Peterson, at them. Uh, she's been hitting the convention circuit really hard this year, so... I have no issues with that because I'll meet Cassandra Peterson every time. But I'm going to say, if you want to go see Cassandra Peterson, go see her. She's circulating now. And I don't think she's going to be nearly as many appearances the upcoming years. Because she's hitting, I think, I've been to two that she's been at this year. And I think she's going to be at least one more I'm going to be at this year. <laughs> you know, so uh, um, look for that. So look for Cassandra. And, she's, and I'll mention when she comes up. But um, the, the, the one that starts this weekend is Days of the Dead, Indiana, uh, which is Indianapolis, Days of the Dead. It was the first of the Days of the Dead. Uh, it's having its show. And if you missed the lineup at uh, Charlotte, it's the same lineup, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street Union, Heather Langston, Cassandra Peterson. But instead of Dee Snyder, who Erin fell in love with while she was there, uh, it's going to be Gene Simmons instead. So Dean Simmons' Kiss is the headliner. So uh, that's Days of Dead India on the 22nd. Uh, and then in July, we have a shit ton of stuff coming up. Uh, the Blob Fest, which Erin Marie and myself have gone to, um, is, 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 June, is July 13th this year. Uh, Blob Fest is awesome. Uh, this year, they're showing a classic with it. So their pairings are Creature from the Black Lagoon, I Married a Monster from Outer Space, and the Sunday indie film is going to be Demon with the Autotomic Brain, which is a 2017 movie, a new one, and the director, Christopher Mim, will have a Q&A after the screening on Sunday, and because the theater was expanded to brand new screens in other places, they're playing stuff on the new screens as well, and that stuff's all going to be free on Friday and Saturday. Uh, They're showing Dinosaurs and 4D Man in one theater. And in the other theater, they're actually showing Daughters of Horror, which is the movie that they're watching during the blog. 
So you get to actually see the film, yeah, that they're watching during the blog, which I've actually never seen Daughter of Four. So if I was going to go, I'd actually go see Daughter of Four while I was there. So that's the July 13th to the 15th. Uh, Of course, the run out on Friday the 13th, which is awesome, by the way. It's Friday the 13th that the run out is on. I want to point that out. Uh, Sold out. It was the fastest sellout of the run out they've ever had. So the run out, but you don't have to be part of the run out to enjoy it. You can be, as Erin Marie can attest, you can be outside watching it and it's fun to watch it. (laughs) Taking pictures. Uh, It's Blob Fest is the shit. That's in Phoenixville, Pennsylvania. Uh, We love them there. And we love our boys are all like Chuck and uh, Chris and, uh, you know, all the boys up there that are, selling their wares and putting on that show. And, and Mr. Lobo, who's been on the show, he's the host as usual. And, you know, we love those people. Well, thanks on July 13th. But if you can't go there, in Arizona, uh, Mad Monster Party has their second largest show, and it's in Scottsdale, Arizona. Um, this year, their um, headliners are Robert England, Tom Tavitri, where is Kane Hodder? Well, he's in, Monster, in Monster, Mad Monster Party, Arizona. And Alex Vincent, who I've been now to two shows this year with Alex Vincent at the show. <laughs> Aaron Marie, I keep bumping into Alex Vincent, you know, and he's like short. Like we bump into each other, we can look right at each other. So it's kind of funny. Uh, and Aaron Mar- and Queenie can attest to how awesome Crypticon is, right? Oh, hell yeah. Well, That's such a great um, time. Yeah. Well, their, their, sis- their sister show in Kansas City is July 13th as well. Uh, Crypticon Kansas City, uh, and this year's odd lineup: William Cat, Ken Kurzinger, and Amy Stiller are their headliners. Uh, but Crypticon is always one of the cooler, slicker shows. I always kind of like them, so uh, go see them in Kansas City. Uh, <laughs> of course, the elephant in the room is July 19th to the 22nd, ladies and gentlemen, which is San Diego Comic Con International. Yes, yes, I got my ticket today. Pretty fucking excited that I got my ticket today. Looked at it. It has a little button that goes with it. Uh, I won't talk about the whole show right now because I couldn't. It, it has to have its own show because so much is happening. You can't talk about it in one show. So I'm going to have a full preview show for um, San Diego Comic-Con and my visit with Aaron Kogan, my cousin, who I am going with. Um, there will be Thursday the 12th. That's why this is a special episode of Sexy Witches, so write it down. Thursday the 12th. What's going to be the 17th? I had to move it. Uh, so Thursday the 12th at 9 p.m. EDT. So a special, special ep- preview episode of San Diego Comic Con International. And then we'll have a special recap show, which, uh, which will be a special fandom at its best show, which I do every year, where I talk about my favorite shows all over the country. But this time we're focusing on two. The first hour will be a recap of San Diego Comic-Con. The second hour will be a preview of Scares and Cares, which will be nice. coming up. So uh, we'll talk oh, about that too. Just know that the first hour, Queenie and I will be silently seething, going, we hate that you went to San Diego. How <laughs> <laughs> dare you? Get, get. <laughs> I, I almost did it. I barely, I got the ticket, I, my ticket's for Sunday. No, I I've tried before. Sunday. I know how hard it is. <laughs> oh, my God. That I even got it was amazing. Uh, but there's so much going on on the outside, and if you have a badge holder, there's areas where only the badge holders can go. 
that I'll be able to do. I'm not going to be like without activities. Trust me, I'm already starting an itinerary of things I want to do. Some are free, some are pay. Uh, you know, it's going to be expensive. <laughs> and amazing and worth oh, it. Yeah. It's, it's, and probably you know, very hot and sweaty. It's it's like well I'm I'm used to hot and sweaty but it'll be fine and and Sunday will be awesome. They're announcing panels. I'm really hoping some of the panels I want to do are on Sunday. Um, and I actually looking at smaller panels, not the big ones. So uh, you know there's a few little panels here and there that I'm hoping like Viking would be a good example. They have a panel usually. Uh, so we'll talk about that later. Uh, Ooh, moving on. And you, you heard about Chris Hardwick pulling out of San Diego Comic-Con and pulling. Uh, oh, my God. What is right? Oh How did God. we not cover that yet? Oh, my God. Okay, Queenie, have you heard about this Chris Hardwick thing? Nope. Oh, nope. my God. Oh, my God. It is terrible. Like, okay, so his ex-girlfriend, like, like who who is Chloe, I believe. Uh, she wrote this op-ed about a really bad relationship to the point of controlling and allegations of sexual assault. And clearly, it was Chris Hardwick that she was talking like, about. Like to the point to the point where at one point in the essay, she said something about she had to be prepared for him when he got home, just laying on the bed, and he thought it was funny, called it star fishing. Just waiting to get fucked, yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much is true or how much is what, but it was fucked up enough. Well, he, of course, denies all claims. Yeah, it was fucked up enough that... um, It's hard to believe anymore, you know. Nerdist killed him. Basically, he's dead to them. He took. They took him. Oh yeah. Every they distance. They distance him themselves so hardcore. They said we have had nothing to do with the founder since 2016. We've got no knowledge. We we just. Yeah. Took him. They just basically, like they, what they, they said. They said <laughs> AMC um, San Diego pulled their moderating because he was supposed to moderate a bunch of panels, including the AMC panel. But he's moderated uh, for years, and he yeah, well, he out of all appearances. Is, he, he is geek culture. He is one of our. Uh, when I need a litmus test and I'm on the right track with an idea or something, I listen to his shows. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it doesn't mean that he's a good person because he's knowledgeable. Knowledgeable people can be total assholes. Uh, but boy, does that one sting! Oh my god, it's really horrid. And 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 I hope whatever comes out of it, something positive does. You know, in the end. So. Yeah. It, it awesome. really sucks. It, it really sucks when you people you admire are not who they who you think they are. But it's also yep. the danger of, of looking up to celebrity. It does happen, and I'm not saying I am not like guilty of it sometimes. So let's just hope things get better for everybody in the end, and we get through. You know, like I said, some positivity yeah. comes out of all this. I don't think this is going right. to be the last of these stories we hear, and it's going to shock us who it comes from. So. No, I think it's gonna. I think it's gonna come out um, just intermittently over the next like five years. I think there's just gonna be a flood of shit. Yeah, exactly. So, but moving on to more fun things like screaming bloody murder for fun reasons. Um, 
uh, July 28th in Long Beach, California, and I'm going to see if I can make Aaron go to this, but he might be too tired because the weekend before Comic-Con. Um, I, there's one horror convention down there that I would like to do. Besides, there's two, actually. One is Monsters Will Use That, which is the big makeup one they do in the fall, in the, in the springtime. But, they, but the, horror, the horror haunt um, industry throws Midsummer Scream in July 28th in Long Beach. And so it actually really focuses in here. Here's your thing. How, you wanted Halloween in summer, Queenie. This is the thing to do. <laughs> Midsummer Scream is a Halloween. It's focused at the Halloween industry and scare actors in particular. Presentations from creatives and celebrities and influencers. Um, it's horror entertainment. It, uh, Halloween industry, massive floor show, several walkthroughs designed specifically for the convention uh, to show off new technologies or whatever or themes. Uh, the uh, headline and guests are fantastic. Uh, one of them is Bella Lugosi Jr. Holy shit. Uh, and then you get producer Mick Garris is going to be there doing some talks. Director Tom Holland. I mean, come on, Tom Holland, he's hot right now. Uh, and then Cassandra Peterson again, because, of course, this is her go-to show. And Robert Meeks, who um, is on, I think, Walking Dead and Son of Anarchy and a bunch of other shows. So that's Midsummer Scream on the 28th. So there's some Halloween in the summer. I actually have two choices like that. Of course, on August 3rd is Scares That Cares Weekend. Myself and Aaron Marie will both be going to that show, as well as my partner on Reef Owners, Tommy Clark. It looks like I have, I'm going to be helping a bit more hands-on with the pod tracking tax, podcasting track than I thought because the person who was running, programming the programming the room fortunately got caught in a brush fire and he's no longer doing anything for Scares That Cares. That was Brian Keene. He was burning some brush fires on his family's property and whoosh, caught his arm, caught his face on fire, second and third degree burns on his arm. Uh, and skin grafts, the whole bit. So um, myself and Tommy Clark are going to be helping a bit more hands-on. But right before all that unpleasantness happens, we did get our panel scheduled. So I know that I have the Saturday. Uh, Aaron Marie is going to be on my Video Nasty panel. Uh, 35th anniversary of the Video Nasty panel will be 1 to 3 o'clock. Uh, and that act, or 1.30 to 3 o'clock. That's right. So we have an hour and a half, which is actually incredible. And the next one isn't till. 3.30, so there's even a buffer. So there's plenty of time to do a little bit of video nasty history, to talk the sexy witch round robin with the uh, with the panel of our favorite one of films, and then I'm even going to throw a little bit of trivia and some DVD video nasty giveaway. So that'll be awesome, and we're going to have a full preview of uh, the Scared the Cares Charity Weekend uh, once again on our Best of Fandom episode, which will be a special episode Wednesday, July 25th. So once again, it's a Wednesday. We're not following our Tuesdays in July just because I'm going to be too busy to be able to record right after I get back from the shows. Uh, so full preview, and guests are included this year so far. Good guest lineup. Doug, Bland, uh, Doug Bradley, Keith David, and Tony Todd are just the beginning. We also have... Um, the, the head, Night of the Comet reunion with Kelly Mulroney, um, Captain Mary Stewart, which I'm so looking forward to. So that's August 3rd. August 18th, getting back to some Halloween stuff. The Halloween and Haunt Fence is in Mesquite, Texas convention. The Halloween enthusiasts here at Queenie, more Halloween in the summertime. Uh, once again, yeah. this is actually a true trade show. So this is 
straight up vendors. Not much. There is some celebrities, yes, but this is more like you know people trading their wares. A straight up Halloween business to business type trade show. So if you're into Halloween, this is go. And that's in Mesquite, Texas, which is right out Texas outside of Dallas. And then last but not least, closing out the summer is August 24th, and of course will be the Horror Hound Weekend in Indianapolis, which is where always the headliner is, Robert England. But this year, they got two of my bucket list people to meet at a horror convention. Peter Weller and Lance Henriksen as well will be there, and I would love to meet both those people. Peter Weller was cool as fuck. Yeah, he is. I, I, I really need to talk to him about where I used to work, we had a, a small video we used to play uh, at Morristown National Historical Park. It was a little historic video about Jockey Hollow, and he's in it, like, for a hot second. And I really want to talk to him about that, because I was like, oh, that's Robocop in my movie I always play. <laughs> so, yeah, I would love to meet Peter Weller. And Lance Henderson will ask Lance Henderson. So that's it. I'm done. That's my summer. What a summer. This is a big fucking summer. I mean, there's a lot going down. And even though we're starting to see peak um, horror conven- or media conventions, and I think they're going to start dropping off slowly but surely, there's still a lot of them out there. And there's a lot of chances to see Cassandra Peterson this summer. And if you haven't met her yet, meet her. If you have met her, meet her again. I like walking her line almost every time I go to a show, except for I couldn't go at Charlotte. The line was always so long for her. The lines at Charlotte weren't that long, except for Dee Snyder and Cassandra Peterson. Their lines were pretty much steady the entire convention. Uh, so I never got to get to either one of those folks. But at least Aaron Marie got to see Dee Snyder, and that was cool. Yes, so, yes it was. Uh, so, <laughs> So, Erin, anything else you want to add before we go tonight? Uh, no, actually, I don't have anything planned for summer. Mine, mine's pretty low-key. The only thing that I'm, you know, trying to make work is scares that care just because it's normal summer vacation for my family. But other than that, I, I don't have anything. I, I'm probably going to renew the movie pass, though, because there's too much shit out there right now. I need to see. <laughs> Well, you saw my small list. That was just a small list of the summer movies coming out. I could have expanded it, but those are the ones I really wanted to remind Yeah, for me, it's Ant-Man and Wasp, too. So Yeah, I didn't even talk about Ant-Man and Wasp. Like I said, there's a lot of other films out there this summer that I didn't even talk about. So, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of stuff out there this summer. It's going to be a good summer. And my, my dry, local drive-in has been killing it with the lineups. I just haven't been able to go see it yet. They had a lineup this weekend. Uh, get this. Upgrade, Deadpool 2, and Heredity. Nice. Wow. I know. I know. That's like a drop-the-mic type lineup at the drive-in. And they were before that, the last two weeks before that, they were showing Infinity Wars with Solo. But the, it was raining so bad both weekends. So uh, it was yeah, would... horrible flooding. So it, it was, they had to shut down once even at the drive-in because of the weather. So <sighs> I'll someday get the Benji's drive-in to come on the show. I cannot get those guys to come on the show. I don't know why. You know, it's funny how many people say yes that I'm really surprised to do. Yet the ones that I think that will say yes, they know sometimes. <laughs> you know, it's like, really? on the show. So, anyway. All right. Quinny, any final thoughts? It's free promotion. It is. It's good for everybody. Uh, Quinny, any final thoughts or stuff? No, I think I'm good. You're good. Excellent. So, 
one. So our next show will be, actually, our next show is going to be a bit. Like, again, it's going to be a weird bye because I'm doing a bunch of shows. Um, on the 5th of July, um, it looks like, let me, hold on. No, that's not right at all. Let me get to, aha, on the 10th of July, we're going to have a special episode of Repo Nerds. Yeah, not re, not the Sexy Witches, but Repo Nerds is actually scheduled. Uh, that's uh, in honor of Blob Fest, which you mentioned earlier. Uh, we are decided to watch the movie Society, which is... Um, I'm is the, uh, oh, yeah. I, I watched I Society a couple of years ago. That was that was interesting. I've <laughs> never seen it, so uh, this will be a first watch. <laughs> but... But we're going to talk about, we, we, we did a, a Street Trash episode last, this month, uh, and uh, we wanted to continue the ooey-gooey um, uh, theme. And I said, well, Blobfest is coming okay, up. Sorry. What's a good pairing with the Blob Society? So we neither one of us seen it. So um, we're going to watch the Society. And we'd love you, Sexy Witches, to come on for that because, you know, it, this is Repo Nerds. This is about people that have seen the show pulling the cards and making other people watch it. Now we pulled each other's cards, but since you both have seen it, you could check us. You know what I'm saying? So, uh, you know, we'll talk about that later, but yeah, society. Uh, we're going to have, I I need, I need to have my nerd card, um, uh, checked every once in a while because there are certain things I haven't seen. Oh yeah. Everyone does. I, I still need to pull, uh, Aaron Cogan's card for sound of music. That he has not seen Sound of Music blows my fucking mind. How can you know, he not have seen Sound of Music as a musical theater nerd? Yeah, no. When he said he had not seen Sound of Music, I was just floored. Floored. Floored that he'd never seen that. So, uh, you know, he he knows musicals better than I do. And you and I both can, like, we know musicals, Aaron Marie. And Queen yeah, does, yeah, too. We can, we can hold our own in a discussion on yeah, musicals. No. Oh, <laughs> Yeah, so now we are going to have a special Sexy uh, Witches that week, but it's going to be once again Thursday, but this is not a normal Sexy Witches. This is going to be the San Diego Comic-Con preview. It's going to be about an hour, and that would be myself and Eric Kogan talking about the things we're about to do, because we're not going to be doing everything together. Uh, We are going to be split up for some of it, and my friend John Hazel will be my partner in crime for some of the uh, uh, Sunday. He's got a patch with me, so we're going, uh, I will have, so I'll him come on if he doesn't keep his TV on while the show's running, which is something that he does sometimes. But anyway, that's the 12th, <laughs> and uh, so that would be our PG for that. And then we're taking the whole next week off because, you know, sexy witches, we're just going to be tired. Uh, so we take the whole next week off because I'll be attending Comic-Con. So uh, you guys aren't, you aren't even back on the show until the 25th. It will be our recap of San Diego Comic Con in the first hour, Phantom at its best. And, and the second half will be our full preview. Scares the Care preview. That's right. We'll be talk- Tommy Clark will be on for the second half. Uh, and we will talk about all the celebrities, all the panels, the podcasting track, the novel track, and now the brand new gaming track. Ooh, there's a gaming track this year. So lots of new stuff going on. And I also might see if I can convince Mike Lombardo to come on and talk about the film fest because uh, he is programming it this year. So that is all on the 25th. Uh, we'll talk, we'll definitely have episodes in August, uh, recap of days of Scares and Cares, but we won't talk about August now. Uh, you know, we got an animation at its best this year in August as well. Uh, we're going to talk about uh, Matt Groening's 
uh, in one of those episodes because they are reviving. So, oh, Futurama is being revived again because people just won't let. People, people, let, people will not let Futurama die. And they're bringing it back in the fall, I believe. So I'm, I'm having a hail, hail, Matt Groening episode. So, yeah. Oh, so, I'm excited. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, no, I'm happy. That's all I needed to know. Morning, the entire podcast you know, is worth it for Futurama. Yeah, uh, you know, with Rick and Morty hitting, I'm sure that now uh, I mean, there's more demand for Futurama than ever, right? So, you know, it, 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 we're so glad that Macaroni is getting work again. Hooray, because, you know, he's funny as fuck. So, anyway, so those are, and I'll give the dates to the August episodes of, of, of our show later in the month in July. So I don't have any exit music, Sexy Witches, because I couldn't load it. So what should we do? I don't know. Just leave? (laughs) Well, I've got got a couple of things I can flash and stuff, but other than that, you know, that's it. We're done for the night. So thank you, Queenie, for being on the show and getting through that opening hell with me. No problem. And thank you, Erin Marie. For getting on the show during that hell with me. <laughs> oh, <laughs> even though I got disconnected a couple of times, it's always worth it. We got on. Uh, and a shout out to our secret um, person tonight, Tommy Clark, came in and helped out a little bit behind the scenes. So every sexy witches give a sexy witches O to Tommy O. Thank you, Tommy, for helping. Um, and Aaron Cogan, if you're out there. I'm hoping you're having a good dinner party as well. And um, so we will leave it tonight. We'll be back in July. Woo, yay. Uh, so good night, everyone. And good film hunting and blessed be. Thank you. Hey, you freaks. This is Billy Blair. Watch me in Alita Battle Angel, Three from Hell, and my movie, Cherokee Creek. Oh, yeah. And you're listening to Sexy Witches from Hell. Repo Nerds, the podcast where there's no such thing as indecent exposure, restoring nerd cred, one geek at a time. A live, interactive experience, Thursdays at 10 p.m. on Blog Talk Radio, with your hosts, writer, Token Tom Clark, and the head huntress, archivist, Elizabeth Catherine Gray. Atlanta in the Code Blue Room. You are listening to the Women of Independent Horror Panel, and you're on with the Sexy Witches.